Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. This is weekly chat number 40. Let's break down our live show performance, the Academy Award nominations, our movie poster contest, and so much more. Hello, movie friends. Hope you're having a great week so far. Lots going on. We had our amazing live show on Saturday and yesterday morning. The Academy Awards announced their nominations for 2023. Let's get into it, Jim. I would say they did about a, a medium job, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Medium but rare. First, I want to talk about our live show. We finally did it. It was on Saturday in downtown Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter, the Hayworth Theater. We had like 80 people in the crowd, which Might was insane. More. It was such a great time. So many people showed up. I can't believe more than 10 people showed up, let alone <laughs> that many. And like, I didn't realize how many people were there until, you know, we started the show and you can't really see the crowd because it's so dark in the theater. You can see sort of the front row, but then when you have the lights on you from every direction, especially the overhead ones that are right in your eyes and all you can see is just bright lights besides when you're looking at each other on stage. You can't really see in the crowd because of, you know, it was just all darkness. It was all darkness. And then like a halfway through the show, we did the Q&A and trivia. And so they brought up some of the house lights in the crowd and you actually saw all the faces. And I even think I said like, I can't believe, whoa, there's so many people here. This is crazy. Yeah, it was great. We, cause we kept trying to like sneak, like, no, we couldn't see the crowd beforehand, but uh, the curtains were down. We were trying to listen to see how many people were there. We could hear the squad up front chit-chatting. The boys. The boys and everyone. But I couldn't really tell how many people were there. So we were just like, I guess we'll see what happens. And like you, while we were probably the first 15 minutes of the show, all I could see was the fir- first two rows. And I was like, okay, at least at least 12 people were here that I could see. So we'll see, we'll see what happens when we turn lights on. And it ended up being a really full crowd. And uh, the audience was so fantastic and very interactive and... They seem to be having a great time, laughing, enjoying themselves, and engaging really well with what was going on, as well as everyone who tuned in online at moment.co slash Raiders of the Lost. We had 200 people watching the live stream, and then a, a dozen or so more people watched it the next day. It was almost 30. Yeah, so... Oh, that tuned into the after the, yeah, party, the, yeah, No, no, I'm talking about the next day rental. Okay. So people, a lot of people who couldn't watch it live... Uh, they were able to watch it today, yesterday, and the day before, and you can still watch it for a few days. So even if even if you didn't get to watch it live, I still think it was really enjoyable to watch the the recording of the show online. So basically, yeah, you can still rent the live show performance. It's the only way to ever see it, and it's gonna be gone on Saturday from that website. It'll disappear from the internet forever. Maybe next year when we release it or something, or, or at the end of the year, who knows? But if you want to rent it right now, I'll put the link in the bio of this episode in the description, or just go to moment dot. CO slash Raiders of the Lost. Use coupon code Raiders20. You'll get 20% off the rental. You have access to it until Saturday. So hurry up. If you want to see the live show, it's less than 10 bucks at that point. Something like that. It's less than a cup of two cups of coffee. It was so fun. How did you enjoy the performance? Did you enjoy it? So I didn't, in terms of enjoying it, I had a blast. And we hadn't been on stage in a while. I thought I'd be super nervous during and like before the show I, I got nervous I would say two days before the show I was getting a little anxiety I was overthinking I was just like in my head about like I can't believe the show is approaching this soon we're a couple days out it's on Saturday holy crap what if we're terrible I can't go on stage I can't do this I'm gonna have to cancel it I'm just like all in my head you thought of canceling no uh, but I was just like in the back was, of your head in the back of my head you know that yeah, inner de- brain. Yeah. so I was just like then I was like don't be such an idiot. Everyone's there. They're coming to see you. Relax. You're going to have a good time. And then after that, I like talk myself into like, you're just psyching yourself out. So for the next couple of days, I was fine. Morning of, I wasn't really nervous. I had like a big hearty breakfast and because I figured I'll have one big meal and then I'm not going to eat before the show after that because I don't want to like have anything in my stomach just in case I get too many butterflies. And so I didn't feel a thing until we got there. I was so excited. It was so cool to see Raiders of the Lost Pod on the marquee sign out front. Obviously, if you didn't show up to the in person, you saw the photos on our Instagram and stuff to see all the great pics of the event and the venue. And thank you to Crash Films for doing all the photography for the event. And we got so many great pics. We're going to keep sharing them. We, we post online. But then, you know, it's so cool to be in the backstage in the green room, which is where performers wait for the show backstage. 
it's always stocked with like a cool fridge full of stuff and couches and chairs and you get your own private room and stuff like that and bathroom. So I've always wanted to experience being in the green room as the quote unquote talent because I, we used to do a lot of live event photography and videography for bands and musicians. So you go to the green room, but you're like just part of the crew. It's not as like the same thing, same experience as being But there. this was a nice green room. Most green rooms in, that I've been to in LA were just, they're just rooms, but this was like beautiful wallpaper, really cool photographs and art all over the walls and they had a fridge full of liquid death and beer like local beers cokes like awesome things to snack on too so i really enjoyed all the perks that came along with being in the room i, I felt special sitting in that green room i was like whoa we're a big deal nespresso machine oh the nespresso machine Woo. oh yeah so we were in the green room just hanging out waiting for the show to start we put the poster up in the front of the house and everything but then we had like an hour 20 minutes to wait and relax and, and and chill and we were interacting with the people on moment who were tuned in live or already entered the experience so you were chatting in the in the chat room and everything and then i would say we were pushing the show to 1205 then we pushed it to 1210 because it's downtown la some people were telling us they're like trying to find parking it's a hard spot to park at yeah and it's la you know people show up you know exactly right on time we didn't want anyone to miss the opening of the show because if you've seen the show and you watched it if you're gonna rent it you'll be in for a treat the first four minutes of the show is in, in sensational and it's so hilarious and I can't you made wait. an amazing video. I can't wait for people to see if they haven't watched it. If you rent it before Saturday, it was so freaking funny, and that, I was so excited about that. And now I was like so nervous that <laughs> if that lands, then we'll be okay. But if it's not like getting a lot of big laughs, then I'm gonna be like, oh man, I guess that that kind of fell flat. And so me and Anthony like took the stage behind the curtains around like twelve oh eight, twelve oh nine. We're just waiting for the show to start. The, the, so there's a projector down that held our logo while people were waiting in the crowd for the show to start. It's like a big graphic that I made. It also showed where to meet us after the show for hanging out at like an after party at a brewery. And so the plan was you start the video and the lights lights go down. Video starts at 12, 10, which it did. And then at about two 15-minute mark of that video, the projector starts to come up. And then it's just music. And then me and I have to come on stage. You'll find out the music we came out to. <laughs> It's sensational. <laughs> and we were just waiting for that to start. And as soon as we heard like so much laughter and people loving the opening, as soon as it started, as people were laughing and cracking up. Then I was like, all right, all right. Because I was getting intense butterflies at 12.05. Like I was like, okay, oh shit, we're going to do this. We're going to go on stage and there's going to be a bunch of people here. This is going to be crazy. So I got nervous right before we went on stage. But then when that projector came up and everyone was like cheering and it was so loud and clapping, then I was like, oh, yeah. Then we went on stage and as soon as I hit the lights, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in my element. You were like, come on, more applause. Go, you yeah. were waving for more claps. Yeah, you sat down. I was like, hey, what's up? Let's you were go. Like, come, come on. on give let's us go, more. everybody. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so then I was cool. But for the first five, ten minutes, is a little, you know, jittery. It's different. You're, yeah, that's the best way it's to describe very it. very different. Jittery. You know, you're not taking deep breaths and you're trying to make sure everything's sounding good. But halfway and then halfway through the show, I was so comfortable, but I was also early on in the back of my head. I'm like, is this going well? I hope people are enjoying this. Yeah, I would say that I wasn't nervous until we were standing on stage behind the curtain waiting for the video to finish because then it was like a countdown. It was more just like it was just like kind of annoying uh, waiting for it. it was like okay now there's 40 minutes left now there's 30 minutes left now there's 20 minutes left and we we're like slowly getting to showtime and then right before showtime i would say is when i was most nervous uh, when the curtains came up but then once the once the audience started clapping and the music was playing i was like yeah let's go i also we were drinking uh some beer in the back to, to chill us out and to Take the edge off. You know what I mean? I, I, I walked, two tall beers. Yeah, I walked out with an IPA in my hand. I was just like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely helped to not not to get a buzz, but just to take the edge off and to keep your nerves under control. Having a little alcohol definitely helped for sure. Because I was I was feeling toasty and I was feeling fine, but it wasn't like I couldn't think per properly. I felt like I was still 100% uh, mentally, even though I put that thing down in like 15 minutes. And it was a tall beer. But I was like, I felt, wow, I felt a great. Cool guy over there. Oh yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like an IPA. It's like no big deal or anything. It's very. I heard they added more hops to it. <laughs> Been drinking it for years. <laughs> but once the show started, I was having a really good time. I felt like the audience was responding really well, 
and it did get quiet at times, but then I realized, oh, they're listening intently. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was like, oh, they're actually like really paying attention to the conversation. And so, and then there were a couple of laughs. We didn't get a big joke in until about ten minutes in, and then we got a couple of zingers in. And then when then when you heard the crowd laughing, laughing, and I was like, oh, they're actually sounds like there's a lot of people here. And then once people started responding to the humor. I was like, okay. This then we is, went more into yeah. it. Got way more relaxed and made it more casual for yeah. for jokes. It just took a it just took a while to get the rhythm going because right here in the in our house at our studio, the we just like fall right into it, no problem. But it's it's everything's different on stage, and knowing that there are people looking at you in and they're listening to everything you say, that changes things. And it it did take a little bit to just get into like our comfort zone, our rhythm of the back and forth and really finding our place. And, and you know, everything, it's 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 just your heightened senses are just like to the, through the roof. And you're more aware of what's going on than when I'm just sitting here with you. Just I got my legs up. I'm crossed. My legs oh, are he's crossed. got his legs up. I'm everybody. chilling. I'm chilling. <laughs> but like at the <laughs> like define legs up. <laughs> yeah. Cross leg up, crossed over. Just cross legs. Just relax. Although I was cross legs at the at the show, the chairs did help. Those chairs are very comfortable. Yeah. And I was like, I sank into it. I was like, oh yeah, nice. It was. It was. I think a phenomenal experience and exceeded my expectations. And once we got going, it hap- It went by so quickly. Like, it was 2 o'clock before I even realized it. And I was like, what? It's already 2 o'clock? We're just, like, burning through this. I thought we could go for another two hours. Yeah, absolutely. We I, had I agree. St- we had to get off the stage at, like, 2.10. So that's when I was, like, checking the clock. And I was like, all right. We, we, Anthony, like, knew. I was like, let's we got to end the show. We, like, made a plan around there to end it. And we nailed it. Our it was two, a, two hours even. So we had a, we had literally two hour show. We had the the venue until three o'clock for when we rented it, and we had to also not only get off the stage at two ten because we had to have them set up for the moment after party for everyone who uh, digitally watched. They could participate in an after party, and like thirty people showed up to that as well. So we had to wait for them to set up a camera backstage behind the curtain. So we had to give them about forty five minutes to. 10, 15 minutes to set up the camera and the and the gear, and then also 30 minutes for the party, and then get out of there by three. So we had to get out of there at 210. But I think it was like the, the sweet spot for timing because people showed up and you know, it's a two hour show. People probably I bet you everyone in that audience had never been to a live podcast before. I've never been to a live podcast I've never been before. To one. So they probably didn't know what to expect. We didn't even really know what to expect. But it went so well. And I, I was so happy to be there. And we got each other so well with plenty of burns and and Oh yeah, roasting each other as well as the roast that people the submitted. roasts were great. The roast was hysterical. The well, um the the Christmas one, the Christmas movie, what's it called with the train? Polar Express. The Polar Express burn on me was great. Yes, that was Dawson. He he roasted you so well. But we we did a great job, I think, of just getting in our comfort zone, like you said, and just being ourselves and engaging with the audience was really important. Of course, if you're watching a moment, we. We did our best to engage with you early on, especially in the chat, and then it was hard to kind of pay attention to that and the, the live audience at the same time. So yeah, we and did, yeah, I, I feel bad. I tried. We tried our best, but it's tough when you yeah. have like almost a hundred people in the in a room and you're trying to keep them entertained and you I was lose more, track I, of what you're yeah. doing. I was just totally focused on the conversation. And it was, I was just like, it wasn't until the Q and A where we were really looking at the moment chat. Yeah. So sorry, moment chat. If we were in the first like hour, kind of didn't really pay attention to you all. It was just so much going on. Your brain is just like in this weird place where you're like, holy crap, I'm in front of a bunch of people. I got to try to keep them entertained. But then the the trivia we got around to a bunch of you for sure, and that was one of my favorite parts of the show. Is we did it, we opened the crowd up to first we did trivia, and then a Q and A. And the Q&A was super fun because we got a bunch of really great questions from people in the chat on Moment as well as in the audience. And I think that was a great showcase of, hey, these guys, they're not full of shit. And we had, <laughs> I think we got great questions and we gave really solid answers to stuff on the spot, which I, I really like to do because we had an idea of maybe taking film topics from the crowd. But that's kind of in the same category as just a Q&A because everyone ended up asking things about movie and TV in general, not really Q&A about us, which I liked. I didn't want I, – I mean, I don't mind answering questions about ourselves and myself, but I prefer the topics to be about film and about TV and the studios and the way Hollywood's being run right now. So that was really cool to get a bunch of great questions about entertainment in film and TV, whether it's movies, production, whatever, from the audience, and it was awesome. I agree because we got some, we got a lot of really great questions, and we did take a lot from the online crowd. So I'm happy we were able to get them involved in that capacity. 
And the question, just, you, yeah. you have blinders on. It was like know? I was just so intent on making sure that the conversation was going to be as good as it could that I, all my attention was focused on you and what you were saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I, my plan going into it was like, oh, I'm going to constantly be checking the chat box and be interacting. But then I was like, once we were going, I'm like, this conversation has to go as well as possible. And then I was just like completely just tunnel vision chat. Just the chat is was my only priority mentally just during the show. It's interesting because my perspective was – Obviously, on the chat and conversation we were having, but also trying to entertain the crowd, and so yeah, I, yeah. I think I, I think we did a good job in our roles. We kindly we kind of naturally fit into. You were, I would say, steering a lot of the conversation as well as me. Oh, kind was of, I? Thanks. We were both kind of in that realm, but also I feel like I was doing a good job of like entertaining people with silly comments and jokes, uh-huh. and like whether it was about you or not or about me. I think I think it was like kind of a great balance. We just naturally fit into specific roles on stage because even even after the show, we were talking to people and like, yeah, you guys were like kind of obviously had your own kinds of roles during the performance that they noticed, which is really interesting to hear. Oh, nice. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I guess I just like naturally was I mean, I don't know. I just try to. I guess I'm a dominant personality. No, I didn't no. say you dominated it. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I didn't I'm mean kidding. it like that. I'm kidding. We just have our strengths. That's what I mean. We yeah. play to our strengths yeah. and fit into specific roles. Uh-huh. I agree. I, I think. I guess that's right. I'll, I want to watch it. We're gonna get it soon, so I, I'm really curious to watch it and you know see what it's like from an audience perspective. And we can definitely uh, uh, maybe critique ourselves and for the next show and be like, oh, what can we do to do better? How can we improve this for the next one? I watched half of it and it was awesome. Oh yeah, do you have it? Yeah. Oh, I had a I have a free ticket. Oh, for, I can watch it anytime yeah. I want. Yeah, we have. Oh yeah, we, they God, gave us I'm access. Bonehead. I am a bonehead. He's like, how could I watch this show that I was a part of and was, <laughs> it was given a free link to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I can watch it anytime I want. Anytime you want, it's on there. <laughs> it's, it was super cool and fun to watch. Yeah, and the and the theater was really fantastic, and the crew they had there was so helpful. Everything went smoothly. There wasn't a single problem at all. It was just from start to finish, just clean and just smooth sailing, which is all I wanted. And they did a phenomenal job of uh, using the live stream. There were no connection issues. Everyone was just had no problems at all watching it from around the world, which I was worried. I was like, I hope that nothing happens to the stream. And I hope that, you know, the, the Wi-Fi is fine and that that connection doesn't have any issues. And it ended up working perfectly. And they had three cameras that they were switching from from a switcher board, which was awesome. The audio was fed everything was fed directly to the stream even uh, some of the content we put up was there as well so that was excellent and they accommodated every specific necessity that we had for our show for things that we wanted to do in terms of having specific music playing at certain moments that we told them and we were just on stage gave them kind of like a verbal signal cue like hey can you uh, all right how about we start playing this this music that I made a track for so I made them a bunch of tracks as well as the opening video and they played at the right moments, and the lighting looked great. It was it was so fun, and it was cool because it was a full concessions, full food, and a bunch of drinks and everything like that. And then we had our after party digitally, and then our after party at a brewery where a bunch of people showed up. The Discord boys plus the, a bunch yeah. of the Discord girls. So many people flew out. So many people drove distances. I mean, uh, it was so incredible to meet everybody in person. I've only we've only really met like a handful of like the hardcore fans yeah. and followers and supporters of the show. But to actually finally meet so many people in real life, it was surreal. It was incredible. I'm so grateful that everyone, so many people traveled just to see us. Even yeah. if you traveled an hour, that, that still means the world to us that you showed up. And, and, you know, it motivated us so much to start, you know, trying to improve the show even more and, and make maybe adapt to certain things like we've been talking about the last couple of days of how we can increase the reach of the show. What can we do differently to find more listeners to grow the show even more to be able to do this in different parts of the country and different parts of the world and I, I think we've been coming up with some cool ideas not only just new kinds of specific episode you ideas. got some great ideas man thanks pal but also you know we're kind of i think we're gonna start dabbling in doing more tv for the show because that's such a big thing and so that's why i think mondays we're always gonna do we're gonna plan on probably doing tv every monday whether it's the show we're watching like last of us right now or we'll obviously do it with mandalorian when that comes out that'll be like monday episodes and then thursday is always our our main movie episode but also keeping the weekly chat on wednesdays friday doing like a another kind of movie episode we um and then movie news always staying on sunday so just dabbling and just not being afraid to adapt the show in different ways and start tinkering things and change things up to to be more engaging and trying to reach more people increase retention and just increase our viewer count because I, i think 
I think we still have so much potential with this show and with the audience and with the fan base and just I, I, I want to reach the peak of what we possibly can do. I agree, man. And it was so great to see everyone. We did our best to try and like say hi to everyone and give everyone some time. But it was just like bouncing around from people to person to person. So I, I hope I, I hope I, I didn't like leave someone feeling like they weren't like they were maybe left out or something. We did yeah. our yeah. I, I tried my best to give everyone some time. Same. Yeah. Same. I it think was, I, I think we did good. I think we I think did we too. Did we just kind of just did, I just kept doing a circle around yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like ten minutes here, ten minutes yeah. here. Someone would be like, hey, come take a shot. I'd be like, okay, okay, let's go take a shot. Exactly. Uh, let's go ahead. You want another beer? I'll take a water. But yeah, then a beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I drank a little, but I was driving, so I only had a couple of things. But we did do shots, which was fun. I did shots. I did tequila and vodka shots. I did the vodka one. I didn't do the tequila one. I'm glad because then I had to drive to the drive home after that. But we went to a Mediterranean. Several hours later. Yeah. Several so many hours. Many I was hours I was sober as hell. It was like when five I drove. hours later. Yeah, I was I was completely sober. I was just exhausted. I didn't it literally not even kidding, at nine thirty I was sitting in the Mediterranean restaurant where a bunch of us were we had eaten and at I'm at nine thirty I just suddenly like uh, out of nowhere, I just felt exhausted and like I couldn't stop yawning and I was like, I couldn't even keep my eyes open. Then I was like, it's, it's actually more dangerous to drive tired than drunk. And I was like, I'm getting very tired. Like I need to drive home. Otherwise, it won't be too safe to drive home. So I was like, I call it a night at, at 10 o'clock. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like the ex- I think because you're on an adrenaline high the entire show and then just like so much energy talking to so many people and it's just like five hours of just like a ton of exertion of energy. And then I was just like, I crashed at 930. I think that it's the most mentally I've drained I've been in a long time because you're factoring in all of the emotions and anxiety you're feeling that morning. The yes. Day, even the yes. night before, starting like the day before the night before. Plus, we had our parents here. So we were running around doing things with them and picking them up from the airport here and there. So we had people staying at the house and doing all that. So we have like a little bit of a trying to be good tourist guides for, for some stuff as well as getting ready for the show, trying to, you know, maintain your emotions entirely and then during the show just giving it everything you can after the show i think the most jacked i've ever been in a while was getting off the stage and saying hi to people in the lobby real quick before we went backstage to do the digital moment after party and then doing the digital moment after party was also so fun exhausting as well and then going to the brewery for several hours just talking non-stop and trying to give everybody as much energy as possible and and bring being as, as positive and happy to see them because we were. And I wanted to make sure I gave everyone like every ounce of energy I had every time I talked to them. And I was in tune with their conversations and listening to everything they had to say because we appreciate them so much for coming out. So that and then going to get more fruit and uh, same. I was exhausted that night. The next day, I was just like, I am just rocked. Just, but it wasn't. It was not so much physical fatigue. It was just mental drainage, mental fatigue. And our voices were gone. Yeah. My, my voice the next day was. It sounded like I was a lifetime smoker of cigarettes, <laughs> like a pack of cigarettes a day. And it, I didn't feel completely myself until this morning when I I woke up at like eight. I didn't set an alarm. Woke up at eight thirty, and I'm like, I feel refreshed. I played The Last of Us last night for an hour to. I hadn't played in like five days, so it just mm. was like I shut my phone off, hour of a video game, completely turned my brain off, and that just made me feel so much better. That's why gaming is actually, I'm learning, it's so stress relieving and th- and therapeutic in a lot of ways. And if you play just a little bit here and there, like I, I won't play more than like an hour, hour and a half at a time, and I just feel great afterwards. I just feel like I shut my brain off, no distractions, just enjoying myself and not thinking overthinking because there's always like a million things on my mind whether I'm trying to go to bed or even if I'm running or at the gym I'm just thinking of so many things because anyone who has a busy life understand everyone thinks about a million things but I mean when you own your own business and you have to do all these different things every every single day like we do it's just it gets fatiguing and sometimes you need a way to shut your brain off and I think video games for me is like my new favorite thing to do to chill yeah that's a good point yeah, I don't I, think I have the same overthinking problem you have, though. My mine's insane. Dude. It's, I hate <laughs> yeah, being in my you're head. You're just you're describing it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have like, that oh, okay. I have that problem too. <laughs> I hate I hate it. I hate being in my head. It sucks. 
I try to explain it to people. They're like, that sounds terrible. I'm like, I know. I took a really great nap yesterday, and then I woke up. I was like, I felt like a new human being. You were out, bro. I was out cold. Me and, me and the little man. Then me and Juno fell asleep. He took, like, he, he took a nap with me, then he took a nap with you. We took like a 15-minute siesta, and you came, and, and you scared the shit out of me because we had to go, but we had we had somewhere to be for a scoring yeah, session yeah, for yeah. the short film. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you jumped up. I just went over and was like, hey, man, your door was open. I was like, hey, man, did you jumped up. I didn't, I was, I didn't oh, expect shit. to fall asleep. I was just hanging with Juno, and then all next minute I, I know I was I was asleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, all in all, it was a fantastic, amazing experience. A highlight of the podcast so far, without a doubt. And, and, man, it was so amazing to connect with so many people physically, in person, and then also online to be able to share that experience with like hundreds of people was special. I want to do it in other cities. I want to go to Texas. I want to go to like New York, Boston. Okay, we got to go back to Mass. We can definitely fill up a theater in Mass. I definitely want to try it in the UK, and I definitely want to try it in Australia as well, maybe Ireland as well too, but I think people would show up, and I think if we can, we, we managed to break even from the show. I mean, we put... Three thousand dollars into the and costs plus the poster cost one hundred fifty bucks and and <laughs> photography nice and photography. So like we made our money back and then a little bit of profit, which was awesome, and that justified the entire show and the entire experience because we did put you know a good amount of money down and hoping that we could make our money back. So that was really really great to find out that we made our money back and a little bit of profit shows that we could potentially do this where we pay for all of our expenses for traveling. And hotels or whatever, accommodations with ticket sales. And that sound seems freaking awesome and seems like an incredible opportunity. I definitely want to look into that. Yeah, I'm not even interested in profiting, but as long as we can break even on traveling, that's that's totally fine with yeah. me. Like, I don't need to be like, oh, we made so much money. It's more like, as long as we can pay for our flights and stay in, in the whatever venue it is in the live stream, as long as we pay for that with the the ticket with the event that's fantastic yeah so that was awesome news to break even on that show big time big, big time, time guy yeah, yeah good and also the the short film is coming together we're almost done with the audio and music and we had a our second scoring session yesterday with our talented composer and it is sounding really great uh we the the music that our composer came up with is really fantastic and exactly what i was hoping for when uh we talked over the the themes of the movie and the story and we've watched the film what maybe six or seven times now oh uh, it's, up, it's more than that yeah and it would start we showed it to our parents uh the, the early raw cut now the what we showed is just the edit and then just the raw audio which just doesn't sound good and there's no sound effects added to it and so there's it's just a pretty bare bones auditory experience but the edit is done so visually it's fine and the more i've watched it now we watched it with uh, the the boys, we showed it to a couple of boys, and then we showed it to our parents. And I was just like, the, when I watched it with our parents, I was like, this is getting pretty slow. And I mean, it's probably because I've seen it so many times. But then we watched it with a uh, majority of the score done yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, it's amazing! It was sick, and dude. It felt like I was watching it for the first time again, and the the music really just elevates it and makes the scenes so in incredible and exciting and propulsive and and feels like it's the the film felt like it was flying by when I watched it with music and I was just so happy and then it then it felt like now it feels like oh it's definitely not too long this doesn't feel as boring as it did the other day and now the music just adds this element to it that really makes it excel and I'm very happy with it it's a very cool musical score uh, talented guys working on this and I can't wait for it to be finished and to have everything complete by the end of the month so it's very exciting stuff and it's it's coming in very soon it's coming it's gonna be finished very soon and then um, we can do a private cast and crew screening for everyone who was involved in both the production and with uh, donations of the film so we'll do that sometime in February and we'll keep everyone who was involved in the film we'll keep you all posted about when we can do a screening but otherwise, we're just uh, on the last legs of the production, which is very fun. Well, speaking of the boys, I just want to shout out the Discord crew. It was incredible to see so many of you and our patrons. And we were given an incredible surprise by some of the boys. So we flew Jacob out, our sound engineer and mixer, because of all the incredible work he's done for us the last two years, ever since he's been on board for the show. So we flew him out from Georgia and got his Airbnb with the homies. 
And also Calvin came out, which was great. Cody, them two are incredible fans. And we, they obviously helped us make our short film. You all know that. They were essential, essential help to the production every day. Sleeping on the couch for the three days. So it was so incredible to finally meet Jacob. We've never met him. But we've met Co- Calvin and Cody multiple times now, which is awesome. We love those guys. And so before the night before the show, they got an Airbnb uh, near the venue. So they invited us over. So we were like, oh, yeah, we'll swim back for like a half hour. But we got to be in bed by like, by like 1030. So we have a good night's sleep for the show in the morning. We show up. It's so cool to meet Jacob outside. We're like, Jay, to actually up, meet man? him. Talk, I talk to you every week, but it's so <laughs> cool to finally meet you. And then um, we go inside, and we're in the living room of their Airbnb, and we're like, oh, all right, cool spot. And then suddenly a door starts to open. It's like a bathroom door. And Dawson, Dawson jumped out. If you're part of the Discord crew or you're on Discord, you know Dawson is a huge supporter of the show, great friend of the show. He's at every watch party pretty much that he can make it to if he's not working. He's always chatting. He was our number two patrons too. So Dawson's been supporting us for a long time. We appreciate him so much. So he's been he's been supporting the show since he was like, I think, 17 or 18 then. And he pops out of the door. He's like, I'm here, boys. Guess what? We freaked out. I never seen, I it was, was so surprised. I haven't been surprised like that before. Like it was incredible. Yeah. It was so cool to, to, to meet Dawson as well as Jacob. But like the shock value of Dawson popping out of that room was incredible. So thanks to Calvin for flying Dawson out for a truly unforgettable experience for all of us. And I'm sure for Dawson as well. It was, it was so fun to hang. And they're all sitting in front row and everything. And then obviously Renee and Becca and, and everyone else from, from Patreon and Discord is so cool. So cool to hang out in person. And I will say when the when we walked inside the Airbnb and and Dawson, he, he came out of the bathroom out of the bathroom and surprised us. I will say when the door first started opening, I thought a stripper was gonna come out. <laughs> Me too. I was like, "Oh, the boys got a stripper <laughs> in my head for like a second, and then Dawson came up. But that's what that's what my first thought was stripper. <laughs> it's it crazy. So it's so fun to meet so many of you, Austin as well. But everyone was incredible, and and it, I can't wait to hopefully do an event like this again. And and I would love to do a lot more live shows and like another live a live screening for Oppenheimer. I think is something we'd love to do. So we might look into maybe potentially doing some sort of event at like a IMAX screen somewhere. So we're, we're going to look into that because it'd be awesome to get a whole bunch of people out here for maybe like an Oppenheimer viewing. And then maybe like a Q and a after we can like kind of break down, go on stage. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Absolutely. And I mean, it was just so great to see that a lot of people traveled out to see us like Jackson, like Mitchell came from pretty far away. It was great to meet yeah. you all. So it was just so cool to see Jack's. Yeah. So many people that actually traveled out of their way, to come see us in person, and it was really special to to make that finally make connections with people in person. It was really amazing. It was special, and we, and you know, this community that we've been building and growing, and we're so grateful. And, and you know, I wake up feeling very lucky every day, very fortunate. You know, when you're not panicking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, it was a lot of fucking work to get where we are, but to find out that we've made so many great friends and strong connections around the world. It really just brightens up my day all the time, and it makes me feel incredible. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was a successful, successful event. And also, our parents came to town for four days, so we were basically tour guides for them, and that went that went well. It was nice. Mentally draining. Yeah, it was, it was very <laughs> draining, uh, but we got through it. We survived. <laughs> you know, there's always family drama that you can't avoid, but we won't get into the specifics. But it is it can be a lot, uh, but it, it, we're, we're happy they came, and we got to spend time with them. And, well, we have something cool that we're doing also right now. So we're giving away a movie poster. Oh, yeah. So if you want to enter this contest, we select a winner tomorrow. So if you want to enter this contest for a free movie poster from our incredible sponsor, movieposters.com, just go on our YouTube. And in our recent video game adaptations episode, just leave a comment on that video and you'll automatically be entered. I'll put a link also to that specific video. The URL will be in the description of this episode. But just leave a comment, and we're going to select a winner tomorrow. And this was this is courtesy of our great friends and sponsor, MoviePosters.com. If you don't win the contest, just use our coupon code Raiders10. And you'll get 10% off your order today from MoviePosters.com. They have every kind of movie, TV show imaginable on their website. You know the deal. We've been working with them for like two years now. They've sent us all kinds of posters. They're so great to work with. Incredible company. They're actually based in Canada as well, which is super cool. 
and we love them. So go ahead and enter that contest. We're going to do real, be a lot better about doing two a month now. So we're going to do two movie poster contests every single month, which we're super excited about. So we'll be, we'll be good about trying to stay on track for that so that we just give you guys a bunch of free movie posters because we love it. And we love movie posters. We know you all do too. And we want to show how grateful we are by doing that. And Movie Posters loves you all too. So make sure to enter that contest and also go to movieposters.com. Use our coupon code Raiders10 today. And also, the Academy Award nominations just came out. They were announced by Riz Ahmed and Allison Williams in the morning yesterday. And I think that, you know, they never get it right 100%. They did get a, they got quite a bit right, but obviously there were plenty of snubs this year. I'm just going to run through the list real quick and then we can talk about it. How about that? Sounds good. So Best Picture nominations for this year were All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar Way of Water, um, oops, sorry, hold on one second, Elvis, The Batman, wait, nope, 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 my bad. Sorry. Wow, you're doing a great job, bro. Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees at Sharon, The Pavements, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, which I'm happy got on, I didn't think it would, Tar, and then Woman Talking. You want to talk about Best Picture first? Yeah, sure. I was shocked that Elvis got a Best Picture nomination. Um, uh, I also, I didn't expect Women Talking to get nominated. And I found, I didn't, I was kind of surprised that Avatar got nominated as well. I mean, I it was really good. It was really great. But I mean, Best Picture, I'm not totally sure about that. And obviously, one of our favorite movies from the, the year of 2022 that we talked about uh, last week was Decision to Leave Park Chan-wook's incredible film. And that got... Nothing. Not, it got nothing. Not not only did it got not not get nominated for Best Picture, but it didn't get nominated for anything at all. Not even Best in an International Feature. Yeah, that really su- surprised me. So for the most part, I think the Best Picture nominations are pretty solid. I'm glad, I'm glad that Triangle of Sadness got nominated because I really think it's fantastic. But there were a couple of surprises. I really, I'm, I wasn't expecting Elvis to get nominated. I'm kind of, have mixed feelings about nominating 10 movies for Best Picture. It's kind of like a, just a very safe thing to do, I guess. Yeah. It's just weird to me when you, when you nominate 10 movies. And we do I it for agree. our We do like eight or 10 because it's our, it's our show. It's like fun because we, we show it. But it's like this is the Academy Awards and you're nominating 10 movies. I mean, I, I respect the days a lot more of like the five nominations, six, seven, eight, sure. But 10 seems a little bit much. But I get they don't want to. They don't want backlash. They don't want, they don't want too much backlash, so they got to get everyone in there, I guess. That's a lot of movies to nominate for Best Picture, honestly. Yeah, sometimes it's less than 10, but I think recently it's been... They started this like almost 10 years ago, eight or nine years ago. I think more often than not, it's 10 nominations, but sometimes it's been seven. Sometimes it's been eight nominations, but I agree. I think 10, 10 nominations is just like... Overload and I'm, just yeah. I'm very of, glad that Top Gun Maverick got nominated though. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Who would have thought that a Top Gun movie would get nominated for Best Let's Picture? Go. It's pretty crazy. I appreciate that. And so next up for Best Actor in a Leading Role, we had Austin Butler, Bill Nye, Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, and Paul Mescal. All terrific performances. I think that Colin Farrell might be the sleeper winner of this category. Uh, he's really really stunning in Banshees of Inisherin. I was surprised Paul Mescal got nominated. I didn't think he would get nominated because he wasn't nominated at the Globes. So that's a cool, cool surprise. Also, Bill Nye. So what's interesting is that this is this list is a bit different from the Globes. Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser are the two front front runners, with Brendan Fraser being the number one front runner. But I would say keep don't don't sleep on Colin Farrell with uh, Best Actor. I saw this great tweet. Actually, George retweeted it. Someone posted a video of four. Irishman uh, doing a Kaylee dance, which is like the river dance, basically. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's called in Ireland. The the, the native the form. Irish sweep. This yeah, year. the native form of that dance, that like tap dancing. And it was just four Irish dudes just tap dancing. And it's like the Academy Award nominations this year. It's just a bunch <laughs> of Irishmen. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's that pretty, never happens. But I think it's a solid list. You know, I think it's a good list too. Next up, we have best performance by an actress in a leading role. We have Anna De Armas, Andrea Riseborough, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Williams, and Michelle Yeoh. These are all excellent choices, mostly who I was expecting. Mm-hmm. So I wanted Anna de Armas to get nominated for Globes, but she didn't. I think that she's absolutely stunning in Blonde. So I'm glad she got nominated in Blonde. She also got a Razzie. 
Yeah, she got a Razzie. I don't it's a know. controversial she's, performance. She's incredible, and in it. it's, it's just an acting clinic, honestly. It's the best thing she's ever done, so I'm glad she got nominated. The Razzie's also nominated an 11-year-old, so that tells you what kind of company they are. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> friggin' Razzie's. my God. So obviously, Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh are the frontrunners of this. I love all of these actresses so much. Andrea Riseborough is super underrated. Uh, so we'll see. I, would, I have my money on Michelle Yeoh winning. Uh, it's either her or Kate Blanchett, but I think this is a great list of uh, nominees. I'd be putting my money on Michelle Yeoh. I think she's the favorite. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next up, we have Best Achievement in Directing. We have Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere. Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin, Ruben Osterlund for Triangle of Sadness. Spielberg for The Fablemans. And Todd Field for Tar. Another great uh, nom- set of nominations. It's... Sometimes it's really difficult to pick pick best director because all all of these directors did an amazing job, and then you have you know Park Chan Wook didn't even get nominated, who I think did the best directing in the last few years for for a director. Like I think Decision to Leave honestly is the best directed movie of the last three years, and he didn't get nominated. He did win the the Cannes Cannes Best Director award at the festival this past year. So uh, that being said, it is a good list of directing nominations. Uh, obviously, we wanted to see Park Chan Wook, but you know, they—it's just some—it's—it's it's just the way it is, and you know, you—they—they're they're never 100% right, and nobody's ever completely happy with the nominations. I wouldn't even be surprised if Steven Spielberg wins his third Best Director yeah, Oscar either. for this film. So it, this one seems kind of up in the air to me. And again, disappointed that Park Chan Wook did not get nominated in this category. I, I still can't believe Decision to Leave didn't get a single nomination. Editing, cinematography, because we gave it four awards during our show. Yeah. So, but I still, like I said, I wouldn't be, even be surprised if Spielberg wins this one. Can be anybody. Yeah. Don't forget it. Won. Uh, he won the Globe for director. Spielberg did. So he's probably he, if you win the Globe, you're the front runner, for sure. So he could he could be the winner this year. Next up, we have best original screenplay with everything, everywhere, all at once. The Banshees of Inna Sharon. The Fablemans, Triangle of Sadness, and Tar. So actually, the exact same movies that got nominated for directing were nominated for original screenplay, which is pretty cool. That ne- that's pretty rare. I say, I mean, if I had my, if I had to pick, Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough, I think, should win. Triangle of Sadness is really great as well, but I think Martin McDonough is the front runner here for best best original screenplay. I would say. Next up, we have best achievement in cinematography. Nominated were All Quiet on the Western Front. Bardell, False Chronicle of Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. All great picks, but I'm also shocked. Again, not decision to leave. No, the Northman nomination? Yeah. I can't believe that. That movie yeah. looked incredible. Also, no. Didn't we give that best cinematography, or did we give it to decision to leave? We yeah. gave it decision to leave. But both of those were incredible. Yeah. And Nope, too. Yeah, Nope, Nope. Yeah. Nope, Nope, Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised Elvis got nominated. Uh, it, I mean, it was really visually stunning, but I mean, a lot of the cinematography, it wasn't like the best cinematography, like I, I wouldn't put it in the, maybe in the top 10 either of cinematography this year. So I'm surprised it got nominated. Empire of Light, I mean, I think it just got the nomination because it's Roger Deakins. Well, it's beautifully filmed. Yeah, it's be- yeah, but still, I mean, Nope did something that, you know, nobody's done night looks like that before. You know, it's very inventive what Hoyt Van Hoytema did. With Jordan Peele, so I mean that definitely deserves it. But then what Park Chan Wook and his DP did in Decision to Leave was really phenomenal. So I'm shocked that they didn't get nominated. This what the cinematography category I'm not happy with. Next up we have Best Actor in a Supporting Role: Barry Keoghan, Brendan Gleeson, both for Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Conway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablements, he played the uncle, and then Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think we all know that Kihi Kwan is the front runner. He's been cleaning up all awards seasons, so I would say I would put my money on him winning. Seems like a solid list, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great talent list. Next up, best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere, Carrie Condon for Banshees, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere. This I'm surprised by Jamie Lee Curtis nomination. Yeah, she's great. I but I definitely had some supporting actress nom, um, performances that I liked a lot better. Um, because when I think of that movie, yeah, sure. But I, obviously Stephanie Hsu, I'm super happy she got nominated. I thought she's terrific in that film. I'm a little surprised by Jamie Lee Curtis though. I think that the actress Naomi Merlant in Tar, she played the assistant, was fantastic, and I'm surprised she didn't get nominated for this one. I would say 
Uh, obviously, Angela, Angela Bassett won the Globe, but I think Hong Chow has uh, potential potential to win the Oscar. I think she might be the front runner. Honestly, she's terrific in the Whale. Yeah, she's really great. And then next up, we have production design: All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, The Fablemans. I think these are all good picks for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, achievement in costume design: Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. My money is on Everything Everywhere All at Once to win this category. Uh, I, w- I would say that or Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but I would say Everything Everywhere. Babylon as well. That's up there. Yeah, Babylon too. And then we have Best Sound, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, Wave of Water, Elvis, The Batman, Top Gun, Maverick. I'd give that to Top Gun or The Batman. Yeah, I'd give it to Top Gun. I think sound design yeah. in Batman was incredible. I'd give it to Top Gun though. Yeah, and then Best Musical Score, All Quiet on the Western Front. Babylon, everything everywhere all at once. Banshees of Inisherin and the Fablemans. So I, I like that category. I'm disappointed, obviously, that Jaquino didn't get nominated. Yeah, and neither did the composers for the Northmen, who we gave the our, our award title to. to. But I appreciate their uh, their nomination for the Banshees of Inisherin because I thought the music was terrific for that film. Yeah, Carter Burwell is awesome. He does a lot of the Coen Brothers movies recently, but he's done all of Martin McDonough's Great films. Great score. Um, Sun Lux did a phenomenal job with everything ever all at once. Um, I, but I'm surprised because the Northman score was ridiculous. It was so cool. I never heard anything like it before. So I was shocked that it didn't got it didn't get any love for at least score. Um, that being said, I thought Northman would at least get some technical categories or some maybe production design, costume design, maybe wardrobe. But it got just completely shut out, which I found shocking. I, I mean, like, okay, you don't want to nominate it for best picture or director or whatever. But to not give it any technical nominations, I found surprising. It was a stunning film. Yeah. Both, the three of them, Nope, Decision to Leave, and The Northman, Snubs, I'm shocked. Not a single nomination for all of them. Yeah, it's it's really odd. Next up, we have Best International Feature, All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina 1985, which won the Golden Globe, The Quiet Girl, Close, and EO. So again, Decision to Leave, not getting nominated, was really surprising. Uh, I think that All Quiet is the front runner since it also got nominated for Best Picture. But then Argentina in 1985 won the Golden Glove. So so that is definitely those two those are two front runners. I haven't seen Close. It hasn't been released here in America yet, but I keep seeing the trailer for it. Then Best Original Song, we have Not to Not to by MM Kuravani and Chandra Bose. This is a Life Mitski, David Byrne, Ryan Lott. Lift Me Up by Rihanna, Ryan Coogler, Thames, Hold My Hand, Lady Gaga, Blood Pop, and Applause by Diane Warren. I would say if I'm going to pick, I would go This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere All At Once or Lady Gaga's song Hold My Hand, which is really good, actually. Best Animated Feature Film, Turning Red, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell Shoes On, the Sea Beast and Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, which this is exactly our list. Yeah, Pinocchio won the would, Golden yeah, Globe. I would I, say Pinocchio. Between that, I also I would put number two, Marcel the Shell Shoes on. Yeah, those two those two seem to be the front runners. And then next up we have Best Visual Effects: Top Gun Maverick, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: Way of Water, The Batman. I think this is, I mean, Avatar. No, no question. No question. Avatar: The Way of if Water it doesn't win. Then I'm showing the TV off. That's, I think, that's the most guaranteed thing to win. It's the lock. Yeah, it's without a doubt. Like if I had to bet all my money on something winning, I would bet Avatar visual effects without even. There's no way it doesn't without win. even worrying about if, it. If it doesn't win, it's gonna be like what? Like how? Yeah. <laughs> and then for best adapted screenplay, we have Living, Top Gun Maverick, which is. In Woman Talking, Glass Onion, and All Quiet on the Western Front. So Glass Onion and Top Gun Maverick, they're getting adapted screenplay nominations because they're um, based on a, a previous film, so that makes it an adapted screenplay to qualify for that, whereas the others are based on films. I would say that um, All Quiet is going to be the winner for adapted screenplay. I think so, too. That's my guess. I think the change they make worked really well. Yeah. And then Makeup and Hairstyling, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, All Quiet on the Western Front, Elvis, The Whale... And the Batman. Can't believe uh, everything everywhere all at once. I am shocked that everything everywhere all at once didn't get nominated. We I thought it, it was it was I thought it was a shoe in for that. Yeah, Me we too. gave them the Golden Idol for that. That is, I didn't even notice this. That's insane. Hmm. I mean, it's all very good. It's a tough year when you have Elvis and the Whale and the Batman all having the crazy prosthetics. Yeah. So I guess. I mean, they I have guess, to factor that yeah, in. That's part of it. But I mean, I'm shocked to think that everything everywhere didn't get nominated. That team did an amazing job. That's really surprising. 
Then editing, we have Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere, Banshees of Inner Sharon, Elvis, and then Tar. I would say... Up in the air? We tar, gave, maybe. We gave this the decision to leave. Yeah, I would say maybe Tar. So I would say Everything Everywhere All at Once will win. I'd say that's easy easy bet. Paul Rogers for Everything Everywhere All at Once will win. Best editing. And then costume design we already did. That's all of them. That's all of them. So, I mean, I think they did a pretty good job all in all. I mean, they they can't be perfect every time. Nobody's ever happy with them. There, there are always snubs. I mean, keep in mind, Christopher Nolan didn't get his first directing nomination until Dunkirk. So, I mean, they are wrong quite often. I think that this is a pretty good nomination year. Yeah, I think it's pretty, it's pretty good. Well, I think it's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's because we had a great year in film. That's one of the greatest strengths to this nomination nomination list. Nominations list. There's no L's in that. Can't say this word <laughs> because we had such a terrific bounce back year in film. So many great movies came out, original films. So the production of this year was astounding, all over the place. So obviously, we're so happy for everyone who got nominated. Again, really just disappointed about the decision to leave about Nope and The Northman. Decision to leave though, I think, was such a remarkable movie to not get. Anything not to get international feature nomination? That's surprising. Is shocking. I I can't believe that honestly. I would say that's the biggest shock, and then the and then nope, and not getting nominated, and then also everything everywhere not getting hair and makeup. Those are my biggest surprises. Pretty surprising yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. We'll be watching. Maybe we'll do a Discord watch party like we did last year. Definitely. I remember when that slap happened. Everyone was like, wait, was that a joke? We were yeah. all freaking out that we all were watching it on yeah. YouTube, like playback. So there were like uh, 30 of us watching it. And it, hey, if anyone's not on our Discord, the, the way you join our Discord is become a $10 tier patron. And then that gives you access to our Discord. So if you want to join Discord, watch the Oscars with us, do watch parties with us, join us for all sorts of fun things in the Discord. Minimum $10. Yeah, minimum you, $10. You go in there yeah. if you want. But yeah, that gets you the access. But yeah, we'll do a, an Oscar watch party for sure on the Discord this year, which is in March. Absolutely. So weird. Absolutely. All the way in March. It's usually. It's in March. It's, it's not the end of February. March. Wow. Damn. Let me let me double, damn let me check the date. What is the date of the Oscars? It's not March twenty eighth or something. Ninety fifth Academy Awards date is going to be on March twelfth. Twelfth. Jeez, it's almost That's spring. So late. It's freaking seven to eight eight. What are, they wait, what are they waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting what are you for? Waiting for? The nominees are already out. <laughs> like, what? March 12th? Last year was different because last year was on the 27th of March, but that was a weird year. And that was post-2021, right? The COVID year? I feel like you got to have them in February. It's the only thing that makes sense, honestly. February. It's kind of odd. It's strange. Kind of odd. Because... Yeah, that's so late in the year for handing out awards. It's so weird because the nominations came out today. And it's like, all right, we'll see you in two months for the awards yeah, show. That's like two weeks after the Super Bowl. Two months? We gotta wait almost to to see who wins these Jesus. award nominations. Yeah, what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, almost two months after today. It's so weird. That's wild. All yeah, right. it's like three weeks after the Super Bowl. Weird. Super odd. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning into this weekly chat number 40. Hope you enjoyed the live show if you tuned into that. If you haven't watched it yet, again, you can rent the live show still until Saturday when it disappears from moment.co slash Raiders of the Lost. The link will also be in the wild in the bio of this episode, the description. Also, enter the movie poster contest. URL will be in the description as well, or if you just go to the video game adaptations episode on our YouTube channel, leave a comment there. And you'll be entered to win. We announce the winner tomorrow, like afternoon, early evening. So hurry up and get that. But don't worry, we'll be doing more. That's courtesy of MoviePosters.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you soon. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.